0: Welcome to Everything Acting Podcast. My name is Roz Coleman. We come to you from the capital of the world, New York City. On behalf of my partner, Darby, and myself, welcome to the show. Today I have an interview with Liz Ortiz Mackis, and she is someone who we interviewed years ago. She's been a casting director and now has become a producer and a director of film. Enjoy the interview. Welcome to Everything Acting Podcast, where we look to inform, inspire, and demystify the actor's journey. I am sitting here with a returning guest who has made some big changes in her life, Liz Ortiz Mackis.
1: Thank you for saying my name correctly. Yay!
0: (laughs) So Liz, um, when I originally met you, you were focused on casting, a casting director. Right. Tell us about how your life has changed.
1: Well, the... Life has changed because the career has shifted. And when you and I first had the pleasure of meeting each other, it, I think it's going on 10 years. Oh my goodness. Yes, and I'll never I'll never forget the day where you had auditioned for a feature film that we were working on and I had the director had a, something that was so pressing that he needed to share with you and I literally was chasing you down a hallway to get you back to uh, exchange some critical information, and we were so fortunate that uh, we found you and that um, this collaboration between uh, the two of us and some other wonderful people, uh, that journey began. So uh, I just want to thank you because I do consider you uh, family on every level, and it's what we need in this industry to gravitate toward sane brilliant, like-minded souls so that we could stay grounded in this very unpredictable uh, world that we live in, not only the world outside, but the world in terms of work that is very important for us to be driven enough to take whatever paths necessary to keep it alive. So to answer your question, probably in about 2008, when a lot of us whether we're small business owners or otherwise, we're beginning to experientially understand what was going on with the economy.
0: Ah, yes, the dreaded recession.
1: Right, <laughs> right. So Finally
0: trickled down to the little people. <laughs> right, and I think
1: that, that a lot of us as individuals were experiencing the effects of that. Big time, Uh, big time. Collectively and individually. Yeah, anytime there's going to be
0: less money moving around, there's going to be less opportunity for productions. Exactly. And we work, you know, I like to say, we work at the pleasure of the king.
1: Right, (laughs) right, exactly. That's really what it's like. It's so sacred. And there's that uh, reverence. And I'm one of those obnoxious people that I don't want to hold on to your ticket if we're going to the theater. I want you to have your own ticket because you are not going to be late. Yes. And if you're late, then you can uh, show up later on. But I have such respect. I consider it sacred space. I, c- I consider it church. So, yes, I like how you put that word. There's that reverence. And then if you are aspiring to craft a life doing what you love, albeit the challenges, then we have to have a responsibility with acknowledging certain things that impact business because at the end of the day, It's business.
0: Oh, absolutely. So about
1: 2008-ish, the calls, emails to uh, be booked uh, to cast were drying up.
0: Yep. There are less productions. That means there are less casting directors working. And you are a well-established casting director. Up until then, you've been casting what?
1: Pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Theater, commercials, industrials film, Mm -hmm. print, pretty much a little bit of everything. My love, my first love at that time um, was theater, Mm -hmm. uh, followed up by independent film. But going back to that 2008, 2009 period, Mm -hmm. probably going into 2010, the theater company that I was the resident casting director for, eight seasons, so I probably cast about... 75 plays are
0: you kidding 75 wow, something man. like
1: that so every six weeks i was casting a play that's awesome just interacting with the most brilliant performers mm-hmm. and then being able to pull from that wonderful talent pool mm-hmm. to bring them in for commercials that's to bring cool. them to bring them in for film and
0: you know they're going to be awesome and you yeah and this you, is nothing you know this is easy for them
1: right and you want to give those brilliant artists work they become your friends they become your collaborators yeah. you you watch out for them um not many i and people take this the right way <laughs> um if i had to put it to a percentage i would say 3 to 5% of what comes in of who comes in are the gems and then the challenge of our job is to sift through the 96 or 97% that maybe it's a wolf in sheep's clothing where they're not quite the aspirational artists that uh, we would like or that they may be mm-hmm. um, alluded to be. Right. And it's not to be harsh or mean. It's just really what it is. And for actors who do audition regularly, and let me ask you this mm-hmm. to see how you respond, don't you find the paradox that when you come into audition for quality projects, aren't you pretty much up against the same people?
0: Oh, yeah. You, you, oh, yeah.
1: you, yeah, you run into the same people, but the irony is there's so many that want to do this work, but the same people come in over and over again for the quality roles. That just tells you the cream rises to the top. And it's about the craft and it's about the work, um, Although there are issues, I'm going to just digress for half a second, although there are issues where a casting director is interfacing with producers and um, investors, and this is true and this is something that I find abhorrent, Mm -hmm. which is why during that 2008-2009 shift of awareness to focus into other things, where investors are checking, well, how many Twitter followers do they have? What's their IMDb rating? Oh, absolutely. And I'm about, I saw, you know, I went to the Billy Holiday Theater in Bedsty and found all these amazing actors for this project, and you're not going to consider them because they don't have 5,000-plus uh, yeah. Twitter followers. So that was just dawning around that time to get back to your question. Right, right. Right? So... I realized as the theater company went out of business due to the economic downturn, which devastated me. I, I, yeah, I'm still not fully recovered to be honest with you Mm -hmm. because I don't have a theater home. Right. You know, that's um, ongoing. I loved being part of a theater company, Mm -hmm. part of their creative team. Yeah. Maybe one day it will find me again and I'll happily would love to be the casting director of residence for, uh, A theater company of merit. Yes. Again, to do works written by brilliantly talented playwrights means something to me. So in that drying up, in feeling dissatisfied with the lack of creativity for commercials and industrials Mm -hmm. and dealing with the um, trickle down of ad agency well, let's start with manufacturer, right. ad agency, production company, director, producer, me, right. agents, managers, and actors. That chain of command, uh, and the and the pressure, um, wasn't really resonating with me so much. Mm-hmm. It wasn't fun anymore. It wasn't creative. I didn't enjoy it. So, I was encouraged by. Um, People who had seen me teach and give workshops, I was encouraged to write a book. So I wrote the first edition of my book, which I'm not plugging, but I am. But but I am because I'm not being shy because it's part of, it's really answering your questions. So I -hmm. knew, well, I got to keep myself um, relevant in this industry. I don't really want to hustle for casting jobs because... The jobs that m- really mean something to me creatively aren't gained by a hustle, but gained through meaningful alliances. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And those take time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: At the same token, you still need to be visible and current. Right. So... I set out to, I was encouraged to, and I stepped up to the challenge. Mm-hmm. I was encouraged by uh, Franz Reynolds, who works for the Screen Actors Guild. Well, now it's the sag After Foundation, but at the time it was just SAG. Uh, for the sag After Foundation to write um, East Your Acting Audition. That was five years ago. And that was very grounding to take the um, audition advice and tips and what I would give my coaching clients and my right. students Um, to put it in one place. And
0: what was the
1: name of that book? Ace Your Acting Audition. (laughs) And the second edition, which I just wrote, is about to come out. Hold
0: it up and say it to the camera, honey.
1: Ace Your Acting Audition, second edition. So it's a lot bigger. (laughs) And you're actually in the book, Roz. Yay. Yay. (laughs) Um, The difference of the second edition, it's updated. A lot has changed with technology Mm -hmm. and social media and the business In the last five years, also as a result of the um, residual effects of the um, economic downturn. Yes. So that also, um, the biggest uh, addition to the second edition of the book is an industry survey, which Roz, you're part of the industry that I reached out to, but um, I think we reached out to about 31 industry professionals, professional Actors, producers, directors, agents, managers, and um, casting directors. Mm -hmm. So we ask them eight questions. These are questions that I've gotten many times over the years. And um, with minimal editing, we present their answers. Some give just one sentence Sound bites, Others could have written their own book um, <laughs> with uh, how much they waxed poetic with their responses to the questions. Okay. Uh, we also have a section for young performers. Uh, we also have an open letter to performers with mixed abilities. I don't really like the term disabilities, although it's used very broadly. I uh, prefer the term mixed abilities. Uh, for those of you that know me, my arc is inclusion- diversity telling stories um for the voices that need to be heard. So that really wasn't happening during that 2008-2009. I was able to ground my work in this book to resurrect it and to um uh, make it fresh and current for where I am. So when I would get a gem of a script because I base my casting decisions on scripts And I'm being told by the producer that the budget's really compromised and they need so many things. Very organically, I was contributing to the project, not only as a casting director, but very unexpectedly as a producer. Just from being in New York for most of my life and uh, collaborating with brilliant people over the years and having very healthy, productive alliances all of a sudden i'm getting double credit so i became twice as valuable and two jobs were gained f- at a lower cost because i was i started to market myself as a hybrid so that's how the career changed i found that i discovered i'm really good at producing the same way i found i discovered about 10 years ago that i'm really i'm a really good teacher these were opportunities that i allowed in I didn't look for them consciously, perhaps I did unconsciously, I didn't seek them out consciously, but to be open and receptive, I think all of us need to be open and receptive to see what undiscovered gifts are within us. And I feel my gift is that I recognize the gifts in others. So whether it's writing, actors coming into audition, working with the creative team so I can recommend crew for productions that I'm on board, not only as a casting director, but also um, as a producer. So, to be open, not be locked in, because I think the universe has a greater plan for us than we could possibly come up with. So, to release that struggle and not call it a struggle, but what I call a crisis of reinvention, where you're kind of forced, right, to reinvent yourself, and then you realize, wow, five years from writing the book. I now have a production company called I Ain't Playing Films, and it's not a joke. The name's not a joke, because if people cannot get past the name, I Ain't Playing Films, because I ain't playing, they're not going to get past this, and it's not going to work out, so it's a time saver.
0: (laughs) A little litmus test. It's
1: just a a, a, a time saver, and it's just so gratifying. Yes, it's hard work, and I'm not going to sugarcoat that. It's the challenge of my professional life. But to have a documentary in production and a feature in active development, because the economy was funky five years ago, is a beautiful thing. And I now identify more as a producer of micro-budget independent film than a casting director trying to hustle my next job.
0: That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's great.
1: So it's a gift. It is. Yeah, so...
0: So I've become, um, you said one of my favorite words I just want to point out for Mm -hmm. our listeners is um, that you created content, your book, you started with your book. Yes. And that is how you remained relevant and in the industry. Yes,
1: yes. Because of the God bless you drama bookshop, the fact that still today, Mm -hmm. first edition, get your copies because there's only five left on the shelf. And then after that, we're not making it anymore. (laughs) Um, The... Wonderful prestige of uh, being in the Drama Bookshop. And, of course, we're online at Barnes & Noble's, Amazon. Um, We're available overseas as well, mostly online. But our physical presence is at the Drama Bookshop. That gem, that piece of the business as New York City knows it, that mecca that um, I hope... That with the real estate, nothing happens with it until after I'm no longer on the planet. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Because it is such a mecca. It's a it's a, it's, it's a sacred space. Just having that presence there, in a very understated way, was that ember, and then to be out in the world as a producer who was also casting kept me going Mm -hmm. to the point of really evolving and embracing the expanded role. Growth is painful. Yes. It it is. I wish it wasn't, but it is. But when you know that growth is painful and you can name that, Mm -hmm. it cuts the funkiness in half. And then all of a sudden, what you were so afraid of, what you resisted, it's not that bad. So tell me,
0: what was? Right. Um, give me an example of what was painful about shifting from casting to a larger role of producing. What was one of your challenges that sort of came up for you?
1: Just owning the responsibility. Mm-hmm. So where I would have to be involved in a broader picture to have more accountability, to um, involve other parties, mm-hmm. to make sure that the production was worth involving people that I deeply respect. Mm. Although yes, many things in this business are not in our control, Mm -hmm. but to work with uh, people that were smart enough to get that Mm -hmm. and to also be smart enough to turn down projects that didn't feel so safe in the bigger picture because I could take the hit, but what about the team? And, to to always know that it's not about the dollar. It's never about the dollar for me. It's it's about the work. It's about the writing. And I regularly turn down, probably once a month, if not more often, I turn down uh casting opportunities or production opportunities. Because they're not right.
0: Because um so tell me, when you read a um a micro budget indie script mm-hmm. Um, what is it that jumps out at you that makes you say yes? I do want to produce this. This is this one has my name on it.
1: The first, the first component is brilliant writing. Mm-hmm. That's first and foremost. The second component would be the creative team. Mm-hmm. Who's involved in this? Right. Who do I want to collaborate with? Right. And I feel that if you're working with people that are at least at the same if not a little further along than where you are Mm -hmm. then you're going in the right direction Mm -hmm. so like for actors if they're looking to find what showcase should I be in you know what um equity approved showcase should I get involved in you want to look at the other, the other actors and not feel like, oh, my God, they have an agent. they have yeah, That's good because their agent will see them, and then they're going to see you. Exactly. You know what I mean? So kind of you want to look toward who's at your level, who's actually further, and to be so happy for your friends that are moving along further. Mm-hmm. you know Not to be like this, but to be like, yes, because that will come back to you mm-hmm. if it's genuine and authentic. So brilliant writing, the creative team, the production value. You can never judge a project by its budget. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not.
0: So do you yeah. look at the um so you get a script? Yes. So you like the story. Right. And then what's your next move?
1: I I Google or IMDB every, every name that's attached to it and I do my due diligence. I do my I do my research on the individuals involved. Then I think it's really important to have a face to face meeting because again like my earlier point if they can't get past i past i ain't playing films right they can't get past me they need to meet me in person to see if i'm their girl right because it's like dating and i i know in the first 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> so funny i know in the first 10 minutes right. um if i have a shot at the job or not mm. i know within the first 10 minutes mm. i can tell um, with the person that I'm sitting opposite like oh they so don't get this <laughs> they need to go they need to look elsewhere yeah. and I'm not mad at anybody for that yeah. or oh my god I really want to be in the running for this right. and it's naive for me to think that they're not talking to other casting people I encourage it right. I want that director that producer to feel that they went with a strong choice I don't have to be the first choice But I always want to be a strong choice.
0: So now when you come onto a film and you're going to cast it, you're also bringing your producing services. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for the audience, I think it's really confusing the word producer. Yes, it is. So why don't you tell me what kind of producer you are? What do you do when you actually do on a film when you're producing?
1: Thank you so much for that question because it's such a broad term. I think a lot of people, when they hear producer, they think, well, she's just gonna write checks. No, this girl's not gonna this girl's not gonna write uh well, sometimes I do write checks. that's not true, but I'm not gonna um necessarily be identified as an executive producer or an investor right that will that that's my main role to get that credit as executive producer or producer that it's on the financial end although um for productions that are directly through I ain't playing films, yes. Your chuck will say, I ain't playing films on it. However, specifically to what I do, and on our website, which is I ain't playing but there's no G. Okay? <laughs> I ain't playing films, because that's how much we're not playing. We're not even putting the G in there. <laughs> I ain't playing the slogan or the tagline is Independent Film Production with the Twist of Casting. And that really is the initial way to answer that question. Mm -hmm. So I can give support, or I give support as to demystifying the casting process and different strategies. Um, Yes, we're always dealing with what names can we attach and to um, navigate That that minefield, Mm -hmm. Um, especially at the micro budget, you have to be very creative, and you have to look to your alliances with name actors. But at the same token, it's good cop, bad cop because they'll be the good cop, but their publicist, manager, agent will be the bad cop, and a lot of times we'll keep the micro budget projects away from them so it's very strategic so i bring that expertise Uh as a producer so that twist of casting of course i can cast it all day every day um also to bring in crew i know phenomenal kind brilliant people who work like i do on a sliding scale Mm -hmm. whether it's um your wonderful husband, uh, <laughs> Craig Williams, right. Redwall Productions, right. who is actually my editor for um, the documentary that I'm writing and producing. No, I'm not writing it. Well, yes, I am uh, writing, producing, and directing. Um, to have that priceless support um, from a brilliant editor. So to know editors, to know makeup people, to know sound people. So to have a good firsthand working experience, um, and alliances with crew to... Um,
0: that is so important Yes, that can make or break a film. Absolutely. And I think what yeah. the audience needs to understand is if... I mean, I, I don't know if I've told this story before, but choosing the wrong crew people can literally... Make or break ruin it. ...ruin the right. film. You, can, you will not Absolutely. finish your day. Absolutely. If you don't finish your day, right. that means another day you have to pay people. That's right. That means the film won't get finished. You stack with right. some unfinished days That's and right. the film is not finished. That's right. So there are critical crew members who can make that happen or not make that happen.
1: Absolutely. It's just as critical as casting because we look for the same things. But before I talk about casting in that context, I also want to say that you, my dear, dear friend, Mm -hmm. uh, Rosalind Coleman-Williams is also the consulting director uh, for the documentary. Tell us
0: about the documentary. Give him a... I'll
1: I'll give you a little thing and then I'm going to go back to to your question about casting. Um, Mm -hmm. So Roslyn is my consulting um, director because I never set out to direct this feature-length documentary, but I found myself having lunch with Roz, (laughs) crying in my food, and she basically insisted that I was the person to do this. And I said a reluctant, very fearful, yes, to my earlier point, um, growth is painful. And that was a, uh, that was a moment that I, a very intimate moment that I could share with someone, um, in a very safe way who had the grace to allow that awkward, painful growth moment to just be expressed and then to move forward rather quickly and to own that role as, as director. And with Roz's help and support as the consulting director, I feel that she really is, the, you know, to be cliche, she really is the wind beneath my, my wings for this project. Oh. But in a nutshell, um, this documentary is called And Seen, A Woman's Journey to Walk Again. And it really is about what will, you, what will it take and what would you do to pursue your dream
0: so beautiful. It really
1: is. And very, very briefly, it's about a lovely actress, musical theater performer, and so much more, a lovely young woman by the name of Jamie Patron, who I've known for a few years and we've become friends. She, um, when she was in conservatory, um, in, uh, college for musical theater, she was given a mis she had a misdiagnosis and a, given a lethal prescription dosage of medication ended up having a systemic spinal cord injury and then over time found herself that she had no option but to uh have to use a uh, wheelchair fast forward um 13 years later, as a wheelchair user, but this began 19 years ago, she is now in uh, several studies uh, utilizing robotic exoskeletons to uh, learn to walk again. And one would think, well, why isn't your documentary about her learning to walk again? It is, but it's really about doing whatever it takes to own and live your dream, Mm -hmm. because she is a working actress, and her hustle... Is so impressive that um, I was actually joking with uh, Craig, our editor, that we should change the title to What's Your Excuse? (laughs) Because it really encompasses the universal drive that those that will pursue their dreams and goals at any cost. That's what the film is about. Yeah, Yeah, and
0: you know, it really does make you feel. Watching the footage and certainly... Being around you and Jamie, um, um, it certainly makes you feel as if you have to step up your game. Yes. it's like your own hustle right needs to get stronger. Yeah, what's your excuse? What's and your excuse? a
1: very very interesting component mm-hmm. is that just because a person is a person with the mixed ability, whether they're a wheelchair user or they have uh, other different various issues, why are you going to put the burden of inspiration on them? You're so inspiring. They didn't ask to be the source of inspiration. Yeah. So you be the source of your inspiration and then we could all support each other. Don't hang that on me, you know, and, um, I've gotten it. I'm sure you have Mm -hmm. too. Um, where uh, being a professional, being a mom, being a wife, always on your hustle, and our lives are very parallel, Yeah. how do you do it? I say, I don't know. <laughs> I just do it. And that's really the yeah. point. You just... It's like that Nike ad, which was so brilliant years ago. Just do it. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: I think my ad would be, shut up and just do it. <laughs> but just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah, whenever I yeah.
0: get that question, I really don't like it. Because I don't either, right? I just feel... You know, yesterday, my son, after I reminded him several times to ha- to put the application for middle school in his backpack, yep. he still forgot it. Yep. And it was still, you know, 2 o'clock, and please bring it now, bring it now. And everyone's going crazy because, you know, getting into middle school right. in New York is a hustle. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anything
1: with the schools is a hustle in this town. Right? Yeah.
0: So it, I think that in any one moment, you can be failing at it. You know. Yes. Oh, absolutely.
1: <laughs> How many times have you forgotten lunch? Right. This
0: morning. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, i right. feel fielded I need my lunch. Right. And I'm asking other parents on the way to school,
1: does he really need a lunch? Does he need right. a lunch? Right. And they're like, damn, i got to go get a bagel. Yeah, right, right, exactly. right, 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 right,
0: yeah. right. Yeah. Right. Bread and butter. Eat it. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm laughing because it's so true. Absolutely. You stop
0: in the corner store.
1: That's right. Go Uh, to the bodega. Right. Go to the the bodega. Get a banana. Right. 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 A bagel. There you go. Lunch. Right. 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 (laughs) All day, every day. Yep. Yep.
0: So I think that um, one of the things that I really love about um, having, um, have our relationship together is, and what's going on with the film is that there is a mutual exchange of inspiration. And right. that feeling is really amazing because the people that you want to be in your artistic circle, yes. they have to have something going on. Always. And I often get, Oh, and I hate to say this, but I sometimes get a request mm-hmm. um, to be someone's mentor and the person's not bringing anything to the table.
1: Thank you. I've been in that situation far too many times. Yeah.
0: And I just... The thing is, you have to invest in yourself Absolutely. First. You invest in yourself, I invest mm-hmm. in myself, and Wonder Twin Powers activate. But don't let it be that you're coming with, with emptiness and saying, "Right, fill me up.
1: Right. Asking you to be the mentor isn't the gig. Yes. That's, not, that's not your due diligence. Right. How many times, and I've said this far too many, mm-hmm. have you just shaken your head in disappointment and said, I can't want this more than you. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think you have to earn your spot being a mentee. Yeah. You know, you really, you really do. And I, I've had quite a few people sort of go through the doors. And guess what? I like working by myself. <laughs> I actually prefer it. And sure. my rule of thumb is, if I can be as satisfied as I am alone, or more so, then I want to hang out with you. Yes. Otherwise, I have a party all by myself. I'm good. Yeah, and you
0: know what? something I heard on on television that I really took with me, and this was um, on one of those Oprah shows, Mm -hmm. is that the people who you work with have to be suited to you
1: um,
0: temperament-wise. Absolutely. Because otherwise they feel abused.
1: Right, 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 right. Or intimidated. Oh, yeah. Right, right.
0: And when someone's working with me and they have to be willing to go through the process, that means many, many, many rewrites.
1: Absolutely. You weren't
0: gonna get it right the first time. Right. Because guess what? Nor
1: should you. Nor should you, because good writing's about rewriting. Yes. Absolutely. And
0: that process of rewriting is rehearsal. That's right. It's the same as it the grounds you the actor. Yes. And it's not even that what you just did wasn't worthy. Right. It's that this, is the, better. Yeah.
1: this is the process. But this is the process. Right.
0: And some people find that abusive. Right. They find that frustrating. Right. They feel demoralized. That's right. By it.
1: That's part of and- it. Growth is painful. Going back, <laughs> going back to that. And, you know, when you had asked me what what are the things that I do that, uh-huh. when I get a script, uh, one of the earlier questions that we get to the point that we do a face-to-face meeting right. or even just the pho- initial phone call, I always uh, it's kind of a trick question, I yes. always ask whoever I'm speaking to, what draft is this? Because if they say it's the second draft and it's locked, <laughs> then I know this person doesn't have a lot of experience and isn't going to be so much fun to work with.
0: Right.
1: If they say, oh, it's draft four, but you, I know by the time we start shooting, I'll have a few more in me. I'm like, okay, I can work with this. Because right. it tells me they get what you just talked about. hmm That's really important. Yes. And that could... I've walked away from quite a few projects because of that resistance for doing a rewrite. I knew that in some aspect... Along the developmental process that this was going to blow up and fall apart, and I didn't want to be part of that mess.
0: Another thing I think about is do it until it's done. Yeah,
1: yeah you never stop. It's a work in progress. It's always, always, it's always,
0: always. And that there has to be a sense of, otherwise you'll never finish anything, but right. a sense of, okay, I'm going to meet this deadline, right. real or imagined. right. And I'm gonna do it and do it and do it and do it as many right. drafts as I can. Right. Until it until I meet the until the debt, until the time runs out.
1: Exactly. It's like the hourglass. Right. It's like the hourglass. hourglass. Right, right, right. Exactly. Right. And
0: that willingness to just right. nose to the grindstone. That
1: aspiration. Yes. Right.
0: And that this is my life. Right. How great right. this video comes right. out. How great right. this um, this piece of work, this character is developed. Right. How great right. the script is. Right. Is my right. artistic
1: legacy. Why do they call it craft? Because you're crafting your work. Mm-hmm. That's where it comes from.
0: And that same attitude goes right. into your book.
1: Right. Everything. It goes
0: into your kid. Everything. It goes into your website. It goes Everything. across the board. That's
1: right. That's you right. You know
0: that you're willing to do it until the clock runs out exactly. and get as many tweaks and drafts exactly. and, and improvements exactly. as it. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Exactly. The term that I actually have for that is mm-hmm. the refinement of transformation. Right? Well, say it again. I'm going to say it again cuz we're in church now. Mm, mm. <laughs> the refinement of transformation. Because it's really what you were just talking about that you're just always how can I refine how can I just make this better how can i play with and then knowing to step back because you as a as an acting coach Mm -hmm. you know and again this is where the art of it comes you know where that fine line is between being stuck and over prepared and being so in that space of present-minded discovery that that's allowing the breath to tweak it but to not be stuck, that you're over-prepared, that you can't even be open to collaborating. Because from the second you walk into that room to audition, you're collaborating, whether you know it or not.
0: Absolutely.
1: So that's part of it, too, to know, yeah, you're tweaking, but you're open.
0: You have to stay flexible in the work.
1: In the space. In the
0: space, in the work, with the others. Because no matter what, if you come in and do an excellent read, right. the first thing you're going to do is give you an adjustment and ask you to do it a different
1: way. Right. And that's a good thing. Yes. Yes. Don't feel like, oh, my God, they didn't like it. No. If we didn't like it, so nice to see you. Have a nice day. Thank you. Thank you so much. If you're getting an adjustment and you don't know what they're saying to you, just do it different. Mm-hmm. Just do it different. Because the kiss of death is to do it exactly the same way and to understand... Wow, they wanna see if we can work together. We're working. It's
0: not rehearsal. It's not rehearsal. rehearsal, Right?
1: right? Yes. We're
0: in the room and now I I was auditioning one second ago and now
1: we're We're working working together. We're working. Thank you. Even if it's just for that one time breath and space. How that is going to be propelled into other things. The fact that your subconscious mind is identifying this as truth, because your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between that scary nightmare and you working in the room, even for that callback or whatever that is, Mm -hmm. that's just going to open your field of attraction for bigger and better things. So believe it, own it. And instead of thinking, well, I don't have the job yet. Guess what? You are working in that space so for that point in time, the possibility is there.
0: For all intemp- at this point, nobody's hired. Then, then why not hire? Why not? You're hired, right? hired for that breath.
1: Hired for Keep that, that breath. breath. Yeah. As long as
0: you have it. Right. Enjoy the part. Right. Play the part. Work with the people. Right. And and let the chips fall where they may. Uh, but right. at least you played the part that day. That's right.
1: As a matter of fact, um, your husband Craig was on a panel uh, mm-hmm. that I m- moderated about. Um, different aspects of performance and film. And he said something so brilliant, which I have given him credit for, but I've also stolen from him, (laughs) which um, he said, when you audition, look at that moment as the time that you are playing that role your way. This is why you guys are so great, because it's so cohesive how Mm -hmm. you both... This is why I really... I'm so privileged to have you guys as part of my creative family Mm -hmm. and even more so we're dear friends that it's that understanding, but guess what? It takes responsibility. So when you were going back to that point about mentoring people, there's responsibility that comes with that. I can't tell you how many times in casting sessions, I'm just seeing a bunch of pretty people read. They're just reading. You think that was it to just look cute and read? You're just making it really easy for those that are working at their craft in that space of refinement of transformation to tweak. Even in the room, they're tweaking. I love that. Well, you can go into that audition room and you see that they're in discovery, but it's an audition. That's craft.
0: That's a beautiful thing. It's
1: rare. I hate to say that. Yeah, yeah, it is.
0: Yeah, it's so wonderful when you are um, rooted enough in the story, mm-hmm. in the given circumstances, right. that you can be at that point. You're in invested story. in it, right? Yes, yeah. Because that is a that's a juicy place yes. to be.
1: Yes, it is. You
0: know, and and if you make it to the set, which I really hope happens, yes, that's what you're going to be in take after take after take. Right, is in that mode of right. what's happening and no
1: baggage, people. Right, that costs money.
0: <laughs> you know, you
1: want to do it in as few takes as possible. That's right. You want to cover the shots they need. Yep. You know, because they have to shoot it from different angles and perspectives, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. So uh, don't let your fear sabotage the production.
0: That's one thing I really believe in. I believe that it's very selfish to bring your nerves and your fear to the set.
1: It's indulgent.
0: It's indulgent, yeah. right? Yeah. Because there's a whole heap of people here trying to make a movie. Right. And you're going to whittle it down to your fear.
1: Right. Yeah. What I've said in my classes, um, (laughs) when I've lectured groups of young actors and we talk about this, I say, fart on the inside. Just keep it in. Mm -hmm. You know how sometimes you wait till the elevator is empty? Do what you got to (laughs) do. But don't do it on set. Yes. Don't do it on set. Again, what will it gain but negative attention?
0: Mm Mm-hmm
1: and i have witnessed actors that were booked supporting roles and because they were so indulgent on set it was reduced to a uh, day player by virtue of editing because mm. you pissed off the wrong people like the director right right
0: man it is yeah, yeah, it's, it's a crazy dance, it really you is oh. you have got to show up yeah Got to show up yeah. and risk, and really go for it. And I think one thing that I know that I try to do that I will suggest to our listeners is when you don't intellectually understand what the director is saying to mm. you, which sometimes it doesn't. It, it, the penny hasn't dropped in your brain, right? Take a deep breath and just let it wash over you. Yes, and just let allow yourself to just go for it without the intellectual understanding. Exactly,
1: because your subconscious knows everything. Right. And if you surrender that and just trust your subconscious, even talk to your subconscious, it's like, you better have my back because I don't know what that person just said. Yes. (laughs) So let me just break it. Even if you just break it down Sesame Street style, who, what, where, when. Yes. Who am I? Where am I? Who am I talking to? What do I want? What's the problem? What needs to be resolved? Boom. Even if you just did that, that is a much more active, engaged choice mm-hmm. than just looking cute and reading. And then you can always get another adjustment.
0: Yes. That's all you want is another take. It's more collaboration. Is exactly. More opportunity. More opportunity, more opportunity right. to understand. More right. opportunity right. To, be, to allow yourself to be this person in this right. situation. Right. So that's going to happen when you risk right. being seen. And being vulnerable. And being vulnerable.
1: And vulnerability it's not weakness. It's strength. It's strength. Although, I'm not going to lie, I was a little embarrassed when I had that lunch with you and I started to cry. <laughs> I was crying. But I knew I had to get past that. Feel
0: and I, the fear and, and do, do it, it anyway. anyway.
1: Which is a great That's book. It. Yeah,
0: That's it. Right.
1: Right. Right. That's and exactly so it. Right.
0: We don't have to get caught up in our feelings. Right. Right. So, I get it. Doesn't mean to me. It right. just means I just
1: kept it moving. I so felt what? it. I kept you it moving, felt
0: it and you did it
1: anyway. I did it anyway. Right. And I kept it moving. I felt very safe with you, and because mm-hmm. I have so much respect for you, I knew I had to really consider all this information. And then my wonderful director of photography, Sabal Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the same thing. <laughs> I had coffee with her, and I, I started. I started to. I started to cry, and it was her birthday. And she said you know what I want for my birthday Liz I said huh? she said I just want you to own this already
0: it's a beautiful thing and then the
1: tears went okay <laughs> they rolled back up <laughs> and there was a pile of something in the corner of this coffee shop we were at and I said you see that pile of stuff she said yes I said "Uh, those are my balls I'm going to go get them now <laughs> no. so thanks to the two of you it's just right. your
0: it's your desire to make this happen right. if you weren't invested yeah. neither one of us would be saying this Exa- to you and
1: i know that and and i because i knew that i had to just go through that awkwardness mm-hmm. be okay with being awkward and vulnerable and keep it moving because your time is valuable and so is hers as is mine so you know it it was just a matter of a few minutes with you and a few minutes with her they were very painful minutes But that really wasn't a huge investment of growth to take myself to this place now where I feel pretty confident now about it. You should. Yeah.
0: so tell me, where are you now? Because you have come so far from that day. Oh, my God. Look at
1: you. That was not even, that was like, what, about a, oh, my God, about a year ago. Wow. About a year ago that we had that lunch. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Now, where are you with the film? I mean, some of the accomplishments are amazing. You've had several shoots. Yes,
1: we've had several shoots with my brilliant crew. And who
0: directed the shoots?
1: I did. (laughs) I told you. Yes, she did. She did. I mean, she's like the horse whisperer. So before I shoot, I always have a sit down um, with Roz. But, yeah, we... um, We've have submitted to many uh, places for for grants. We did get one uh, grant award through the New York Foundation for the Arts, a small one, but an important one We've gotten some uh private donations as well, which is great We've had two full shoot days with crew and we have tons of brilliant raw footage thats shot shot by uh, Sally Patrone, who happens to be a video enthusiast. How fortunate. For us, mm-hmm. and uh, Jamie's mom, who I love working with her, so that's exciting, and we just are in the process of editing a revised, updated uh, teaser and a fundraising video, so we have several people in the private sector who have been interested in contributing some funds uh, toward the film, so um, full steam ahead, so we're, we're moving that yeah. is awesome, yeah. and
0: if people want to find out more, they go to I ain't
1: right. Films dot com. Mm-hmm. And let me spell that, please: i a i n t p l a y i n films f i l m s dot com. Please check us out. It's um, not only about the doc documentary, but it's about our other projects. It's about the casting, and there's a link to the website for. Uh, the documentary and scene but everything you need to know would be on com, and remember there's no G
0: this is an awesome website it's really nice thank you and I really congratulate you because you've got you have grown from casting director who is working in a certain traditional way yes and now you find yourself producing directing um, and still casting yes just standing in your full artistic
1: power right thank you so much plus Oh, two things. So second edition of the book should be out. I'm hoping um, by the end of December 2014, if not early 2015, this is an advanced copy. Um, but you can get the uh, first edition, which ha- which is also in this book and can stand alone at the Drama Bookshop. Uh, right now there's a few copies left. But also a feature film that I uh, was a co-producer on and uh, worked on, uh, I would say, the, uh, the majority of the casting, but it was also a collaborative mm-hmm. effort. It's a feature film called um, Advantageous, and we just learned, th- it's going to be announced today, as a matter of fact, that it got accepted. It was one of 41 films that got accepted to uh, Sundance. Yeah. Wow. Which is great! Congratulations. Thank you so much! Yay! Yes. Sundance! Yay! And I'm very <laughs> producer pre- at Sundance. Yes, maybe. yes. So it's my fourth film at Sundance, but my mm-hmm. first feature, and um, so I'm very excited about that. So it's a it's a happy day.
0: That is amazing. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and who's the director of that?
1: A brilliant, um, wonderful director by the name of Jennifer Fang. P H A N G and um she had a feature at Sundance I think in 2008 called Half-Life which I fell in love with I know Half-Life Do you know Half-Life Oh, oh, yes. oh yes she directed that Don't wow. you love that movie That's Amazing Brilliant 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 movie and I was just thrilled when um they asked me to come on board to be part of their um creative and uh, producing team so congratulations to them I'm thrilled and uh what's very exciting is um There's a great cast that they were able, through their alliances, to uh, procure Kevin Ubinak and Jennifer Ely and uh, Ken Jeong, who's known as being the funny, funny, funny actor on the um, Hangover trilogy. And what's wonderful is that this is his first serious role as an actor. And this was a micro budget indie. The budget was so minimal on this it's miraculous that it got this far and it got this far because of meaningful alliances within the creative team it is absolutely possible but you'd be shocked i'm not going to even disclose the budget you'd Mm -hmm. be you'd be shocked yeah
0: i'm looking at everything and this looks amazing this i mean there's so much to support that you're up to Thank and you. It's only because you got those huge balls <laughs> that this is happening. Because I ain't playing. Because you ain't playing. Right, right, right. And I encourage all the listeners out there to be as courageous as Liz and don't be afraid to expand your reach.
1: Absolutely. It's possible to make something out of desire. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Because it's not like somebody went out of the way to say, here, I'm going to just throw this all in your lap. Absolutely not. I mean, I think you and I can both speak for being completely self-made. Oh, yeah. yeah completely.
0: Yeah, because yeah. nobody's going to give it to you. And show business is not going to say, right. please, Roz, Liz, come right. be a part. Right,
1: and you, I do have to say this about you. <laughs> you could totally rust on your laurels just as an actor, Miss Broadway. Thank mm-hmm. you. And I've seen this thing on stage, and I... Oh, I feel you. privileged. Every time I'm in an audience and I see Roz on stage, I, I'm just transformed by every performance that I've had the opportunity to see her in. But do you think she's just waiting for her agent to call? Absolutely not. She's doing this podcast. And I did this podcast before the first book, actually. It was about six, seven years ago. Wow. Isn't that crazy? It's- How long has this podcast been around now?
0: 2006. <laughs>
1: Wow, yeah, I remember it was early on, mm-hmm. so it was yeah you
0: were one of our early guests I was yeah, I remember that so and it's sitting full here circle as a casting director only and now you're sitting here as a producer it's incredible, director and casting director. thank you
1: so much at that and that you are one of you're the the coach that was just the reader's favorite for backstage, oh, thank just you. all those all those wonderful thank things, you. and I love it because. Although you you celebrate mm-hmm. your accomplishments, you don't sit still, and I share that with you. And that's the thing: you got to always be on your hustle. Yep, it's just a, it's business. Yes, that's the business part of it. Staying right.
0: relevant and creating. Right. So I I thank you so much. Oh, for Oh, thank time. you!
1: I love you so much. Yay! Hey.
0: Wonderful. Everybody, thanks so much for listening. We wish you the best. Find us on our Facebook page, Everything Acting Podcast on Facebook. And you can find Darby on Twitter as DarbyW and me as i Roz App. Have a great week and enjoy your auditions. Bye, everybody.